Hello and welcome or welcome back to It's Trinity's podcast. I'm Trinity. And I'm Alicia. And this month we're celebrating women in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And today we're interviewing and celebrating Cassandra Hatfield, a tenured Texas educator that is currently running for the Carrollton Farmers Branch Board of Trustees. Just a note for my listeners, Texas school board members or trustees are elected by the community to make important decisions about the school system. So, welcome to the show, Ms. Cassandra, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. This is really exciting, and Trinity, I'm so proud of how you are just using your your skills to, to see things in a different way and get out there with the community. This is a great thing. Thank you. All right, should we start with the questions? Yeah. All right. You ready? ready? Let's go. Miss Cassandra, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. My family lives in Carrollton. Uh, we moved here about four years ago because of the quality of the schools. I have two children in the Carrollton Farmers Branch schools. My son is in pre-K and my daughter's in third grade. Uh, she's in the dual language program at her school and she knows more Spanish than I do and she's only eight. So that's pretty neat. Wow. Yeah. So professionally, I've been an educator for 17 years. I've been a math teacher, a district math specialist, a a university lecturer, and then now I manage STEM education research projects, which means I get to look at really cool projects that might have an impact on students like you. Um, And I try to tutor a few students a year just to make sure I remember why I got into education now that I don't work directly with students most of the time. Awesome. So was there something specific that inspired you to run for the Carrollton Farmers Branch School Board? Yes, there was. I've been an active volunteer in my children's school and the district, and I feel really passionate about public education and the impact that our schools have on students. Um, academically, and then also socially, when you connect with your friends and are able to learn how to engage in different ways. And last spring and this academic year has been challenging for students, teachers, and staff. Education has essentially reinvented itself overnight. I mean, I know you know with virtual schooling, there's more computers, there's less collaboration. And as a school board member, I get to set policies and goals and monitor progress. And I really want to serve on the school board so that I can use my education and management background to make sure we're making good decisions uh, to support kids like you continuing to be successful. I think that that's, you're doing a great thing. And this is going to be great for the Carrollton Farmers Branch School Board if you get on board, um, because I think that you will make some significant changes. Um, So I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm really excited too. What kind of programs do you think need to be put in place for CFBISD? So there's one program that's already um, started that I think needs to continue to be a priority. It's the College Career and Military Readiness. It has a focus uh, with several features. So one thing that I think is really neat is it gives students the opportunity to experience potential careers before they graduate high school. And I wish I had had that opportunity before I went and spent money on my college career. So um, 
they offer things like an art school, a biomed school, if you're interested in, in medicine, a STEM school, and a law school. And what that means is that in addition to uh, learning about math, reading, science, and social studies, you get to experience different things that you might be interested in. So for example, uh, let's say you wanted to be a hairstylist. They actually have a hair salon in one of the schools. Wow. Yeah. Or let's say you want to be a doctor. They have a school that focuses on medicine. So you can learn and do and do things that doctors do while you're still in high school. So isn't that neat? Yeah, that is good. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very, very exciting, because if you think about when you graduate high school, you know, you have all these opportunities. You can go into trade school. You can go to college. You can go to the military. You can go right into to, um, a career, potentially, depending on what your passion is. And so by giving students the ability to try all these things while they're in the public education system, then they're going to be more successful after high school. You know, that's a great idea because so many students don't really know what to do after high school and, you know, going into college. They just don't know why they're going into college. They're just going into college just because, you know, so many people have told them, all right, you're going to go to college after school. You know, there's really nothing that that has prepared them unless they've already had that that dream, you know, embedded in them Mm -hmm. of what they want to do. But this will kind of give them you know, this will prepare them for life because that is so necessary. There's so many students that have gone to college and then aren't even working in the field that they went to college for because, uh, and then end up going back to school again to, so this will be, this is, this is great. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Yes. And I agree. And I think that this department, the, it's called the CCMR department, they also are helping families in applications for trade schools and college and military. And what I've heard some in the community is that as a parent, um, my kids are in elementary school, so I'm not there and you're not there yet either. But it's really challenging because we went to school so many years ago that right. now the college application process and the different scholarship opportunities and financial aid is kind of overwhelming. Right. And so this department actually helps parents. That's so that you awesome. can help your kid before they ever get out of high school, make sure you're, you're ready to get out and, and do your next thing after high school. Yeah, I'm all for it. That, that's wonderful. What makes a good school district? So a good school district works with the community to set clear goals and a shared vision. And they use that vision to make sure their goals are measurable at the district level and at the campus level. So I actually asked my daughter what she thinks makes a good school district. And she said that she wants learning to be fun and she wants her teachers to um, make her feel confident that it's okay to make mistakes when she's trying and learning. Mm-hmm. You think you could relate to that? Yeah, um, because I'm not going to say their names, but my teachers, they uh, like at my school, they kind of like to say, no, you got it wrong. Next person. And that's discouraging for you, right? Yeah, it and it makes me feel embarrassed. And it's kind of hard for me because um, I, I get emotional now that I, I think it's because of my ADHD. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, like, really emotional now. I get that. And that's okay. And, you know, I like that you're you're okay with saying that and you know um school does need to be fun and it does need to be a comfortable place 
to go um, so that you can get what you need to get done, which, you know, a a good 80%, maybe even 90% of it is just focused on learning, but the rest of it needs to be fun. Yeah. And they kind of like at my school, like my school is pretty strict, I guess. And just a side note, you don't go to CF, you don't go to Carrollton Farmers Branch School, so um, you do go to a charter school out of the area. So yeah, they're um, <clears throat> they're pretty strict about mm-hmm. things. Um, so it's kind of hard um, that school because if you get something wrong, you have to do the next question, or someone has to do it for you, and it gets embarrassing. And then sometimes it's just the teacher might not like you and they embarrass you on purpose. Mm. Well, that's really disheartening, Trinity. And I think it's really important to note that, you know, a lot of teachers are um, definitely have positive intentions and sometimes they don't realize that things that they do have an impact on you personally. And so I think it's really important that a good school district is also surveying their students to find out how students are feeling in the classroom and then targeting professional development to make sure that teachers are engaging in in the value of the learning process over correct answers. And it's really hard. If you think about it, typically math is seen as something that is you either get it right or you get it wrong. But there is a lot of changes happening in math education right now that is advocating for students being able to explore different strategies and that when you get it wrong, it's really just learning. And I think that's something really important about education is that we're all lifelong learners, no matter whether I'm um, in the position I'm at or what your mom does or what you're doing in school, we all can be learning. And we have to assume that everybody has positive intentions, but they may need to grow in a certain area. And I think a good school district makes sure that they're investing in their teachers to make sure they can continue to advance their career in a positive way. I agree with you. Um, So is there anything specific you'd like to do as a trustee that you see isn't being handled properly? So I think Carrollton Farmers Branch is very um, fortunate to have a school district that's focused on continuous optimization and continuous improvement. Um, And so I'm not running for a specific concern, but I do feel like I, based on my background and experiences, that I have the power to advocate and steward the taxpayer dollars in a way that continues to always keep kids first. Um, And that's really, really important to me in the end is that the decisions that we make are thinking about kids like you and your needs and how you're going to grow and ultimately become a citizen in our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you plan to run as a super, a superintendent one day? So that's a really good question. Um, do you want to tell people what a superintendent does? Um, yeah, for our listeners, the superintendent is like the president over the school district, and they make the day-to-day decisions about educational programs, spending, the staff, and the school buildings. Awesome. That is very true. So I have a master's degree and a certification to be a K-12 principal, but I don't have the certification to be a superintendent. 
So I would have to go back to school and then also get certified as a superintendent with the state. Um, One of the things that's great about education is there's a lot of different careers. And ultimately, many of those careers impact students. So even what I do in, in research impacts students, it's just in a different way. So when I made the decision to be a teacher and then go back to school to be a principal, I really had no idea that I wouldn't actually end up becoming a principal. And then instead, I would do educational research and find a passion in other areas of education. So I think I would say that I'm not actually sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because there goes that that place where we will continue to learn and then it's an opportunity that, you know, you might consider. So. Right. I don't currently have any plans to go back to school, um, but I'm, I'm not going to say I wouldn't because you never know where this road's going to take That's me. That's true. All right. So I have a couple questions for you. Um, so let me just ask this one. As an educator, um, have teachers had to reinvent themselves during the pandemic? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So this is something that has really been... Um, on my heart a lot is because almost all teachers are trained to teach with students in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I taught math, we played a lot of partner games and those games had, you know, cards and little manipulatives and paper. And there was a lot of interaction and, you know, you could pass out papers to students and you could do so many different educational strategies, kids on the carpet in elementary school around the board where you're having a mini lesson. And now teachers are trying to engage with students through a computer screen. And that just seems to make it much more challenging. You can't see the student work. I mean, like Trinity, when, when your teachers can't see the mat, the work that you're writing down in your paper, they can't see into your brain. And that makes it really hard for teachers to give feedback. Um, like they could in the classroom when they're right there beside you. Um, so I think that our teachers are, are also navigating safety and cleaning protocols in addition to teach in addition to teaching. Yeah. So I just really feel like they have, and they've risen to the occasion. I, I truly believe everybody's doing the best they can with the time they have and really just trying um, to navigate this road. And I really applaud teachers and their dedication and determination to, to really try their very best to support students. Yeah, I agree with you. We definitely need to give teachers some grace. Um, And then, so what should we as parents know about teachers that we probably do not give them enough credit for for doing? So teachers are with students for the majority of the workday. But then behind the scenes, they have to grade papers, plan lessons, study data, have meetings. And once I read an article that teachers are making on average 1,500 decisions a day. Oh, my God. That's a lot. And you think about it, it's like little decisions like, can you go to the restroom right now? No, wait, I need to say this one thing before you go. Um, Ooh, do do I help this student with this problem or do I let them have a productive struggle? And there's just 1,500 decisions on average that they're making. So they're constantly thinking. And they're not just thinking about academics. They're social and emotional needs of our kids that they're thinking about. Um, And I think when I think of a teacher, I think of someone who has 20 puzzles that they're trying to work on simultaneously. (sighs) And every puzzle is unique and gets put together in different ways. So I really think as parents, we have to recognize that Um, we don't see all the behind the scenes work that teachers are doing 
when they're not in front of our kids. That is so true. And that puts it in a perspective for me that, I mean, when the whole 20 puzzles simultaneously is a picture that I can't unsee, you know, that's, I I just, um, I, now I feel so sad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Bless your heart. What can I do for you? And 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 now I feel, um, I feel overwhelmed for them. And I actually did at the beginning of this pandemic school year because I knew that it was going to be a lot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, and even the transition that we had to make, you know, in the middle of the school year last year, um, I, mm-hmm. I felt very sympathetic and empathetic. I guess is, is what I should say. But um, but then as a parent then I'm also on the frustrated side because I can't mm-hmm. communicate. So I think that there's just that weird dichotomy of, you know, I want to give you grace, but I also want to be able to communicate with you and understand what's going on with my child. And I wanted, right. I didn't want to come at them with, with my frustrations because I typically don't when I communicate with, um, with anyone, but I can only imagine what they're getting, not only from the students, but from the parents in this situation. And it's probably a lot. Well, and from the administration. So regardless of, of the feelings we all have and the amount of what we recognize, um, the state standards and the state expectations have not changed. So our teachers are being held to an accountability level of teaching students on grade level to meet grade level expectations but we have to recognize that there was a gap and that our kids were, were in this process of not having what they normally have. And it's like we're expecting the same thing and not, not recognizing at the state level, at least, that um, we're not going to get the same results because we're at a different place. Well, this conversation could go on for a while. I know, right? <laughs> but just to... to you know, get back on track. We really want to focus on, you know, this election. Um, And the election again is May 1st. Is that right? That is right. Okay. So um, we really want to make sure that you get in the office because you're just from knowing you and a little bit I know about you um, and and how you've um, worked with Trinity and I, I am just an advocate and I thought that this is going to be a perfect podcast because I really, you know, in our current situation with the pandemic and all that is going on with schools and all that is going on with teachers, I think that you're probably the one that knows the most um, from, you know, from beginning to where we are now. Um, so I really hope that our listeners will will vote for Cassandra Hatfield on May 1st for the CFBISD school board trustee. I think that she's going to be a wonderful asset to the school board based on her educational background and what she knows as a teacher. And she's done great things in Trinity's life. Um, so I can toot a horn for her personally because I know what she's what she's capable of and she's also a really great mom so um you know that has intentions for her own kids so um again i just want to encourage our listeners to to vote for cassandra hatfield on may 1st for the cfb isd school board trustee um trinity what did you want to say 
Um, thank you so much for joining us, Miss Cassandra. Yeah, we appreciate You're you coming welcome. on to our show to educate us about the upcoming election. Um, and then where can our listeners gather more information about you and the election so that they can go vote for you? Yes. So the, I have a website, HatfieldForCFB.com. Okay. And if they go to the website, they can learn more about me, volunteer um, in my campaign. And then I also have a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Twitter. But if you go to the website, you'll see all of that there. And I think it's also important to note that um, CFBISD does cumulative voting, which means that there are two votes this season. And there, um, with that, that means that every person's name will be on the ballot twice. So you can actually cast both of your votes for Cassandra Hatfield to make sure that I get a spot on the board. That's good information. So we'll find all that. I will post your website on um, our on one, Trinity's podcast page. Trinity, where can our listeners find information about you? They can follow me on TikTok at It's Trinity's Podcast. And we recently got um, a new podcast page because our first one got shut down. Um, follow us on Instagram at It's Trinity's Podcast, too. They are awesome. <laughs> we added a two at the end. So again, that's it's Trinity's podcast too for their Instagram followers. And we will add more information about uh, Miss Cassandra Hatfield and um, where you can find more information about her. Next week, we are going to be interviewing one of my coworkers from Cyber Group Inc., Lisa Jordan, who um, is a woman in technology, and she is very well versed in STEM education. So I think that that's kind of our theme. It seems like we're going to um, talk about women in STEM um, for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really I'm exciting. Really excited That's about great. It too. So stay tuned for next week's podcast when we talk to Lisa Jordan. Um, she is an amazing woman. Um, not only personally, but a woman in technology. So I'm looking forward to chatting with her. Right, Trin? Yeah, and I love technology. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening um, to our podcast listeners. And thank you so much again, Miss Cassandra Hatfield, who is running for the CFBISD. Did I say that right? School Board Trustee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. And yeah. Um, just stop hating people. Yeah, we also don't want hate to happen, right? Yeah, because we see right. we want to see each other as people, not colored people. That's right. That's right. We want to all love each other and have compassion for each of our strengths and our opportunities for growth. Awesome. Yeah.